You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 291. Progress, not perfection. You know what I mean? You're gonna you're gonna yeah, yeah. you're gonna get in there, you're gonna feel unsure, but at the end of the day, if you're going with a heart to serve, if you're really going there to provide value and help people out of their problem and really sit there and listen to them and not degrade them or bring them down or try to get like squeeze the best tiny, give them a tiny amount of their equity because they don't know any better. If you go there with, with all those things, you're going to make it happen. It doesn't matter the experience level. It just matters on whether or not you can be a decent human being and go there and really, really, really try to help somebody out of the problem. So this is game changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Bam! Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast the world's number one podcast when it comes to wholesaling real estate. I am your host, Brent Daniels. If this is your first time listening or watching on YouTube, welcome. If you are one of our loyal Rhino Tribe members, thank you for making this podcast so incredibly special. Each week, Tom Kroll, Cody Hoffine, and myself bring you thoughts and interviews to accomplish one single goal, guys. Just one goal. And that is to give you the instruction that you need to go out right now today and find an incredible real estate opportunity, okay? Which leads me to my guest today. This guy comes to us from San Diego, California, with an incredible breakdown of his journey with wholesaling. It is my pleasure to introduce Davin Reynolds to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. Say hello, Hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> Everybody is doing great, doing better now, Damon. So you were in San Diego. This is, I mean, San Diego, Phoenix, Miami, New York, some of these other places. Everybody says, wait a second, wait a second. It's too competitive there. We can't do deals there. We got to go into smaller markets. We got to do other things. Have you ever heard this? Yeah, yeah, big time. But you just decided you were just going to stay in San Diego? Yeah, I was going to do it anyway. I was going to make it happen regardless. So, you know, I live here, so... I just want to do it in my market, so I want to make it happen. I love it. So let's talk about you. What's your background? How did you, what did you do before you started your real estate journey, your real estate entrepreneur journey? Just played football. I was a college student. You know, I just played football all my life. And then um, I got introduced to real estate through my aunts. One of my aunts had a real estate license and one of them had a rental. And, uh, you know, it was just kind of cool. You know, they would come find houses and I would have to help them clean it out and stuff like that. Like it was just cool experience. And I was like, you know, I want to be able to rent my own home one day and, you know, make money and cash flow and stuff like that. So I just, from there, I was like, you know, football never worked out. You know, this is something that I could really see myself doing and be passionate about. So that's how I got into it, figured it out. Love it. Love it. So they were doing, but they weren't wholesaling, right? So they they weren't wholesaling. My my aunt was a realtor and then one had a buy and hold property. Right. Why didn't you go down the path of, hey, I want to be a realtor or, hey, I want to work a regular job and just buy rental properties until I get to the point where I have enough cash flow to where I don't have to work that job? How did you discover and run into the beautiful business, beautiful industry that is wholesaling real estate? Yeah, well, I was actually trying to do that. 
uh, you know, I tried to get like a business funding for credit and, you know, the whole nine where, you know, you kind of get the funding and buy a property and get into it that way. But it just wasn't working, you know. And then um, during that course, I was like, you know, I'm never going to be able to do this how I want. Somebody mentioned to me that um, somebody that I was watching was saying, you know, a certain person build their capital by wholesaling. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what is wholesaling? Yep. And then uh, I looked into it. And then from there, I just was YouTubing it all crazy. And then I figured it out. And then, I, you know, I came across a couple mentors that, I mean, people like you watching all your videos and other people's videos. I kind of just figured it out and then started trying to do it on my own. Got it. So what, what does that mean? What did you do? Like for somebody that's getting ready to take their first action, what was the first thing that you started to do? Uh, the first thing I started to do was try to figure out my county as far as um, I tried to figure out, you know, what was a motivated seller. And then once I found that information out, which is, you know, through videos that I learned from watching you guys, I went down to the county, you know, tried to figure it out as far as like, you know, how to tax delinquent works. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard a probate. And I tried to figure out what probate was. And I heard that you get all those answers from going to your county. So I just went in there and just bugged everybody I could and kind of <laughs> figured it out, you know, as far as like what a, where to get the list. You know, a bunch of people were telling me like, there's no list. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, even watching these videos, I'm like, there has to be another way. So, you know, I went online and kind of figured it out, went to the county and found that list that way. So just a lot of failure, honestly, man. Yeah. What it comes down to. (laughs) Well, it's kind of crazy. Like here in Phoenix, there's so many different places that are responsible for different lists, right? So like the code violation list is with the neighborhood services department. And then Uh the the property taxes is with the tax assessor and the treasury. Yeah. And then the, the probates is with the county recorder. And it's like all these different things, you know, there are some, you know, now I just have a list provider that gets those. And if anybody's wondering, it's uh, flip this real estate list that I get those from. But if your budget's tight or if you're just starting out and you kind of want to get that experience, you can certainly go to and and just ask around, but you get kind of stiff armed off the bat, right? To to put in a football reference for you, right? (laughs) Big time. Yeah. 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 So how did you, did you just keep going? Did you finally break through or did, were you just Yeah. So, so what happened was I I was actually working at a, a mortgage company at one point and um, there was somebody that um, was friends with the broker that I was working for, and he was actually looking to buy a home on the, from the tax auction. Mm. So what had happened was, um, you know, we were kind of scouting out the houses that were coming up on the auction. He had got the list like a week before. And I'm like, dude, like, you know, maybe we should just knock on the door and see if the homeowner is there and kind of figure it out that because that's what I hear from you guys. Like, you got to do that. Like That's how you, you get to the seller first. Yeah. He was trying to wait till it got to auction and buy it. I'm like, if we can knock on this door and somebody lives here, we can probably, you know, lock this deal up and get it done. Yeah. So that's basically, you know, I took that motto and then that's how I got my first deal. The list came out. I printed it out. It comes out like a month before the, the auction actually happens. Mm-hmm. So I, I went to the website, I got the list, I put it in Excel sheet and I just went and just door knocked every property on the list until, you know, I was got face to face with somebody who wanted to sell and that, it just worked. And, then, <laughs> and this was pre foreclosure or was this tax default? Oh, this, this is tax default. Yeah. Got it. Love it. Yeah. And, and when you were going door to door, I mean, if you went to like 10 different doors, how many people actually answered the door? Honestly, I only door knocked two houses. <laughs> <laughs> and the second guy was like, man, I just want to get rid of it. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, this is it. So, you know, after that, you know, I just mad follow up. Like, this is like one of the, like, this is a very hairy deal. The guy was going through 
bankruptcy. I had no clue what was going on. I had code violations. Like it was just super hairy and we wind up, you know, working through it and, uh, and getting it done. But that's how I got that information. Like I found, I went to the County, figured it out from the guy that, um, wanted to buy something from their auction. He bought the list and I figured out that the list comes out a month before the actual tax auction. Yeah. And you get it right from the website. Yeah. Love it. So you went, <laughs> so you got spoiled. So you went to two doors and you got a deal. Yeah. 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 And then you're but like, real prior to that, though, <laughs> Yeah. Prior to that though, I, I like a year prior to that, that's when I met the guy that wanted to buy from the auction. I had door knocked the, the person and I almost got a deal, but they told me they went, wind up going with somebody else just because I guess my experience level wasn't there. Right. Somebody came in with more money yep. up front, showed them a check and stuff like that. And they yep. wind up going with them. So, and the guy told me I missed out on like $20,000 and I was like heartbroken. I'm like, man, I've been working on this, trying to do this for so long. And then, you know, just didn't work out. So I was like, next year when this comes around, I'm going to go and knock on every door until somebody says yes and I get a deal. And I wind up just putting that plan into action. And that's, that's how I got the deal. So this was, when did this deal go through? When, when did you get your first deal? This is my first, my first deal um, that had, this was all, both of my deals happened within the same month, basically. So the first deal, uh, the tax auction deal, that one closed in uh, last month. Okay. So that's when, that's when I got that one. And this one, that was the, um, the one for 36,000. Woo! 36,000 yeah. from a tax default door knock. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Hold on. I'm going to give you, because we have a couple deals to talk about here, but the, the, yeah. the great thing about this silver bell is it has unlimited amount of rings that I can do here. So <laughs> that is amazing. So from yeah. one door knock getting out there. Now, let me ask you this. Did you already have a cash buyer in mind to sell this to? Did you know somebody that wanted to buy this? Or did you did you get the property first and then start finding buyers? I didn't have any buyers. So once I figured out that they wanted to sell and you know I did my numbers on it and I, they told me the price and I got it locked up for that price. Somebody who does crazy amount of deals in my market, I knew that they would be able to bring me a, a good buyer for the property. And I went 50-50 on the, uh, the profits with the deal and then we got it. Worked it through that way because I didn't have any buyers. So they supplied the buyers and I brought him the deal. And that's how we were able to uh, find a buyer and close on it. I love it. So that was, was it 36 total? You got 18 or was it 72 and you got 36? Yeah, it was a $73,000 deal when I got half of it, which was 36000 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you animal. I love yeah. it. Oh my God. Well, this, is a, this is an interesting thing. And I think it's really, 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 really important. I mean, obviously, you got to build up your cash buyer database. You want to get that as robust as possible because obviously you had a big, 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 massive deal there, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And the more buyers that you can go directly to, the more profits that you're going to keep. But if you find a great deal, do not let that stop you from finding somebody that has experience in your marketplace that can make this as smooth for you as possible and that you can learn from, right? I've even, right. I've, I've even adopted a lot of the buyers. When I was first starting out, mm -hmm. all of a sudden that buyer now became my buyer as well. Right now, some people right. don't like that because they think the buyers are like, you know, exclusive to them. Trust me, they're not. Okay. At all. They're dating around a lot. Okay. 
they, yeah. they, they are getting everybody's emails. They're checking all these deals out. So I would actually adopt these incredible buyers that were buying a lot of properties, which is a huge benefit. But I, I think people should not be scared to partner with somebody as they're getting their business going so that they can get the profits in, they can close the deal, they can keep their promises to the seller, they can have less anxiety, less distractions, and then go out and get other deals, which you did. You got two deals, right? right? Yeah. But let me ask you this before we get into that, because I think a lot of people have an issue with it. And, and I, like you, Davin, I, I, I door knocked with a team of people that, that I was running about 15,000 doors in Phoenix. Okay. We were just not whole neighborhoods. It wasn't specific. It was brainless. I didn't even know what wholesaling was at the time. I was just trying yeah. to be a real estate agent finding off market deals. Right. But I remember the first time going out, man, I was so nervous going to those doors. I was like, there's going to yeah. be a dog that bites me. Somebody's going to shoot me. I'm going to get yelled at. Somebody's going to scream. And then for the first, I don't know if it was just easy or, or if it was just the right time, but like the first 500 doors I'd knocked on, people were actually pretty cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't anything yeah. too crazy. I mean, I was, you know, hit on a couple times here and there by, uh, by some, uh, older gals, but you know, beyond that, like it wasn't too bad. I mean, what was your experience? What was your, what was going through your head when you were going to those doors? My knees were buckling, man. I, I didn't know what I was doing. You know what I mean? I had no clue. I just knew that I wanted a deal and I knew that, you know, these people needed help. So, you know, I just, toughed it out. Honestly, I didn't know what I was going to say. I didn't know how it was going to work out, but I knew once I got in front of him, and I, once you, once I break the ice with someone, I knew I'd be able to work my way through and kind of see if I can help him out. So I just, just went for it. Do you remember what came out of your mouth when they opened the door? Yeah. Yeah. I asked him, I was like, I was like, Hey, you know, um, you know, I saw that, you know, the property may be going to a tax auction. I didn't know if you knew that or not. I'm a local real estate investor. I wanted to know if there's any way I could be of service to you. Yeah. And then he was like, he was like, yeah, you know, um, you know, somebody just left here. And, they, and I guess um, he was talking to someone and he was like, you know, you're the and I, we kind of broke in the story. I got to know him a little bit. He was like, you know, I like you. You're the only one who's came here that's talked to me like I was actually, uh, you know, human. Yeah. You know, yeah. I guess one guy went over there and he shot him. He was like, you're going to lose the house. You know, you owe 20 grand or I give you 30 grand. And he was like, he'll give him 30 grand. So basically he'll give him 10 grand for the house. Yeah. And then it. Or he's just going to lose it. And I'm like, that's crazy that somebody offered him that. So, you know, I got to know him. Mad follow-up. I had to follow up with this guy. I didn't get the contract right there. You know, he was very uh, hard to get close to. After we talked, he just ghosted me. He ghosted me the next day. He was like, I'll call you. You know, he just ghosted me. And I had I have a full-time job that I was working. So I would just, after every day at work that whole week, I would knock on his door again. <laughs> like, hey, I'd be like, hey, you know, I'm just checking in. You know, do you need anything? How's everything going? He's like, yeah, everything's good. I was actually going to call you, but, you know, I, I didn't get around to it. People that are in those type of situations, you know, they, they tend to hold back on taking action on a lot of stuff. So I knew I was going to have to be persistent. It wasn't just like a lay down deal. So, um... I followed up with him. I went back, knocked on his door pretty much that whole week. And then um, he told me, I was like, you know, the next time I went, I was like, it was like on a Friday. So it was coming up towards the weekend. I was like, so, you know, we talked. I know you want to sell. You told me you want to get rid of it. Like, really, what's holding you back right now? Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, when I asked that question, he was like, honestly, I just want to make sure, you know, I have something to leave to my daughter. I want to be able to talk to my daughter about this. And then then I'll be able to move forward. Yeah. So, um, you know, they had that conversation followed up again. And then, and this time he called me, he's like, Hey, you know, I'm ready. 
you can come by the house and you know we can we can get the process started yeah. and then I, I i went and then that's when I, I locked it up i met his daughter we talked about everything i told him how the process was going to go and then from there and i didn't even know how it was going to go i was just you know off the top of my head i'm like this is how it should go in my head yeah <laughs> so I, you know i locked it up and then um immediately you know i reached out to um you know a bigger wholesaler in my market and we, we got it we got it done love it Love it, man. Yeah. It's perfect. I mean, it's it's exactly what we talk about on this podcast. Progress, not perfection. You know what I mean? You're gonna you're yeah. gonna you're gonna get in there, you're gonna feel unsure, but at the end of the day, if you're going with a heart to serve, if you're really going there to provide value and help people out of their problem and really sit there and listen to them and not degrade them or bring them down or try to get like squeeze the best tiny, give them a tiny amount of their equity because they don't know any better. If you go there with, with all those things, you're going to make it happen. It doesn't matter the experience level. It just matters on whether or not you can be a decent human being and go there and really, really, really try to help somebody out of the problem. So I think that, that is huge. And I applaud you now. Then you join the TTP program, right? Oh yeah. And big then time. You started really taking action, right? Started yeah. realizing that you don't have to go out and door knock all over town. You can literally right. just get the contact information for these people and give them a call. Listen, door knocking and calling people up, it's all TTP. It's all proactive. It's all being on offense. It is all everything that I encourage everybody listening to to implement in their business, even if they are marketing. Don't wait around for the phone to ring. Be proactive. But you went out and you just you just kept that proactive nature about you. Is this? Do you think that you got this proactive? I see this a lot with the military members in the TTP group, also with the athletes. The, the mm-hmm. athletes seem to really be attracted to being on offense. Do you think it comes from that kind of background that you had? I'm not sure as far as the athletic point. I mean, I know it helps me as far as like my discipline on everything. But uh, for me, what motivated me was my family. You know, um, San Diego is a tough place to live in. It's very expensive. You know, I was sleeping in my car last year, you know, all in pursuit of me doing this. So what what kept me going was really me needing to get a deal. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to get a job. I didn't want to, you know, this is the type of life that I wanted to live. I wanted to have freedom in my life. I wanted to be able to, you know live on my own time, my own means, and I wanted to own and operate my own business. So I just, I wasn't going to stop until I made it happen. Love it. So let's talk yeah. about it. Let's talk about you getting on the phones. How'd that go? How did it start? Man, honestly, man, it was, I did a driving for dollars list and I was sitting on that list for months. I was just too broke to get money in order to call it. So after I got my first deal, I joined a TTP program. I figured out how to work everything, get everything going. And uh, one Saturday, I can only call on Saturday. So I worked Monday through Friday. And then on that Saturday, I called that driving for dollars list for about two hours. And I almost stopped calling too, which was crazy. I was like, man, it's, nobody's picking up, I'm getting yep. cursed out. I'm like, this yep. is bananas. I'm like, man, it's crazy. And then I, you know, I stuck it out, going through the script, going through the script. And then I got this nice lady. This might've been like the, the easiest deal I'll ever do. Like my first one, I feel like was the hardest deal, but this one's probably the easiest deal I ever do. You know, I asked her, I went through the script, you know, would you be looking to accept an offer on your home or entertain an offer on your home? She was like, yeah. And then she opened up and told me everything. Basically, it was like she told me, you know, she was in the middle of fixing it up. Uh, she had another property she was working on that, you know, she's running short on money. She went in to tell me that, you know, her husband had passed and, um, you know, she just really just she would be willing to entertain an offer. You know, she she wasn't wanting to deal with the property anymore. Yeah. So she wind up uh, telling me a price. 
which was a basic, it was a good price for an investor to buy the property. I was like, that's a good price based on the numbers that I saw. So, you know, I set the appointment and I, I set the appointment that same day. I was like, can I meet you over there today? She's like, yeah, I'll be over there at 1.30. I was like, cool. So I went over there, I had the contract in the back seat, And then, uh, you know, we talked and then she opened up more to me when I when I actually got to the house. And, um, you know, we went through the house. She was telling me about it, telling me about her life and stuff like that. And, um, you know, so I came down to the pricing part and uh, she was like, you know, I was like, you know, we're only buying houses. She said she wanted five hundred thousand for the property. I was like, okay. I was like, you know, we're only buying properties over here for about, you know, four seventy five. Mm hmm. You know, I like the property. I really want to be able to help you out in this situation. But is there, is there any way we, we can kind of meet in the middle on this? And, um, you know, after that, you know, we kind of took a pause and I, I just watched her for a second. And she was thinking, you know, she's like, where would you want to meet at? You know, how far did you want me to go? I'm like, um, you know, um, you know, you give me a number. She was like, well, how, how about 490? I'm like, ah, you know, I don't I don't know if I can do 490. That, that's kind of tight. I was like, you know what? Let me let me give my partner a call and see if I can make 490 work for you. Because we're at 475, you're at 490. I may be able to make it work. I'm not sure. Yeah. So you know, I went out in the in the front. I made like a fake call, and I'm just waiting. <laughs> I'm just waiting around on my phone, and uh, I'm just walking around, and I'm like, okay. Gave it like a good five minutes, and then I I went back in the uh, into the property. I was like, you know, unfortunately, the, you know, the best we'd be able to do is 485 on this. And she was like, um, she's like, okay. <laughs> and um, I was like, you know, I have an agreement in my car. I can go get the agreement and then, you know, we can get the process started. So I went, I got the uh, contract out of my car. And then, um, you know, before I could even go through the contract, she just snatched the paper out of my hand and just wrote it. She signed it. I didn't even write the number in or anything. She oh just signed it right away. Like she just, I'm like, okay. So, you know, I wrote it, I got it. And then um, we, we got the process started. I sent it out to my buyers. You know, I brought, somebody came in at 560. I had one at 540. Another person said 500. And, um, you know, I, I sent it out. And then the people that came in the highest are the people that I, I got to view the property. So the person that said 560 and 540, mm-hmm. I made sure that they they got there, they viewed it. And then um, and is this we wind your up. own buyers? Yeah, this is my buyers from the, the first deal. So when I got the first deal, those buyers that came to that property, I wrote all their number names and numbers them. down. You adopted yeah. yeah. Took them down and I blew them up when I got this one. I'm like, listen, I got it. They're like, who are you? We don't even, I'm like, listen, I got a deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is my company. This is my name. This is what I do. You know, from there, I, I got them over there and we got the deal done. That will, I wound Which up going with the guy that signed. Did you go with somebody that was at the 560 or the 540 and why'd you choose the one that you did? Right. So the one that was at 560, they actually came to the property and, um, you know, they saw the property and they tried to, they went down on the price. So they were like, we can't do 560. And they gave me a number that was just way out of the ballpark, like yeah. super low. Because yeah. I think they tried to take advantage of me because I was newer and I was young. 100%. So they were like, yeah, we're just going to try to get this deal from this guy. I'm like, okay. So, you know, I knocked it off. And then the guys that came in at 540, I was like, listen, you know, I have other offers. You guys are, are going to perform. We can perform on this. So I showed them the property. And then uh, immediately after I showed them, I went back. Uh, I went back home, and they gave me a call. They were like, "Hey, man, you know, we really like this property. What do we got to do to get this done?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Cool." I was like, "I was like, okay." So, I mean, you guys are at 540. You know, I, I got one at 560. I got one at 525. I was like, you know, how fast can you guys close on this? Mm-hmm. And then they were like, uh, you know, we can close immediately. Let's let's do it for you know next Monday. We can we can get it done. 
I was like, okay, you know, um, let me think about it. You know, I'll make sure we can see if we can get this done. I didn't have any other buyers for this property. <laughs> like, I had none. Yeah. None that high. I was making them think I had higher offers. I had no higher offers. So yeah. I wind up uh, going with them. I sent over my uh, my contract for them, and they put the, the earnest money in. I didn't even know if they were going to put the earnest money in, but they put it in, uh, 7500 earnest money, and then we wind up uh, closing at 540 And you made how much on it? I made uh, fifty thousand, fifty four thousand two hundred and fifteen dollars. Yeah, hold on. A yeah. <laughs> and this was from a driving for dollars TTP cold call. Yeah. Yeah. Two yeah. hours into your <laughs> two hours. Two hours. First time I ever called. Come on. First man. time I ever called, man. Second, yeah. Second door knock and 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 your uh, second hour of calling. In San Diego, dude. You got, I mean, that's the luckiest thing. I mean, you're incredible. It's crazy. You're, it's incredible. Well, it's and there's a, there's a few things that I wanted to point out there that I think are so important that, that people can take as instruction when he told his uh, story about this. One, he kept using the word agreement. Uh, he did say the word contract a couple of times, but he said when he was talking to the client or talking to the seller that it is an agreement. I love that. Agreement is so much more digestible and less friction than contracts. So definitely use agreement. You also said we're buying homes in this area for around 475. You didn't say, Hey, I can give you 475. You're saying, we could buy homes in the area. So it keeps the door open. It doesn't close it on them fast, which, which allows the conversation to simmer a little bit. It lets it, you know, kind of open up, you know what I mean? And so she right. came back with the number. So some really, really, really smart things there. The other thing that you did was you kept your guns negotiating and you, you created what I call healthy tension when you were negotiating with the buyers. Right. Yeah. You were saying, Hey, listen, I want to give this to you. I like you guys, but I've got this other, I've got these other people interested. And, you know, if you could come to this price, we can make this happen, you know, and how fast can you close? And you got $7,500 non-refundable earnest money. Guys, if you have a deal until they get their <laughs> non-refundable earnest money into the title company or into the closing attorney, you do not have a deal. Okay, that is that is what's going to secure them. That's what tells you that they are serious buyers. So that was absolutely phenomenal. So just incredible, man. So wait a second. How old are you? I'm 25. 25. And from your first two deals, what was the total? I know you made 36, but what the first one was 73. The second one was 54. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. What is that? 127, 100. 127, 127,000 in first two deals. Yeah, and it all happened within a month. <laughs> in a month. In yeah. a month. When did you start? You started in April? Well, when I started uh, trying to wholesale? Yeah. I've been trying to wholesale since last year. Right. Like, I've been, you no, know. I'm, but when you were actually started to be proactive and, and go out and talk to people. Oh, yeah, yeah, April. Oh man, it's going to be a crazy, hey, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an absolute pleasure watching your, your career just take off your, your business take off. I mean, it's going to be phenomenal. What's, the, so what, what's your goal with all this? What's your goal with wholesaling? I really want to have a wholesaling business where I can use it, you know, as a vehicle to then buy and hold, you know, I want to, I want to buy and hold and just own my own assets and then go passive with that. So, um, I definitely, um, I just want to keep doing deals, man. I love it. Like now that I'm doing it, like it's really like a, 
it's a passion of mine. You know, I get that like competitive feeling, like as if I was still playing football. Yeah. So, you know, I just, you know, I love what I do. Love yeah. it, man. Give some advice for anybody starting out. You know, there's instruction that they get from this, but give them a little bit of mindset advice. Give them a little bit of like a, you know, just something to think about, like a sliver in their brain to think about when they're starting out this business. How can they, you know, turn off all the other noise, stay focused and, uh, and really commit to it? What would you suggest? Honestly, I would just say um, if you're just starting, man, and you, if this is something you really want to do, you, you really got to have the mindset where you're, you're willing to risk it all. That's the mindset that I had. I was like, it doesn't matter how much debt I get in, but I'm going to make this happen. You know what I mean? Until I get where I want to be at. And I would, I would say that to anybody that's out there trying to do it. You know, just definitely stay consistent and you got to take action. You got to keep doing it. It's going to be a lot of trials and tribulations throughout what you're doing. But as long as you stay consistent... And, you know, you're ready to give it all on, on getting done what you need to get done. I think anybody can, you know, do this. Awesome. Sure. I love it. Devin, I appreciate it. You're the man. Thank you for coming on here. I- incredible. You got the bell rung twice, man. That's incredible. <laughs> and for anybody out there, guys, if you are looking to join the most proactive group, the most on offense group in real estate, you got to check out wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Check out the TTP program. Scroll down. Check out what it's about. Check out all the testimonials. If you feel in your gut that it is right for you, then sign up for a call. We'd love to talk to you and I'd love to work with you personally. Until next time, guys, around the country, around the world, listening to this, listen, you can get a deal today. You can wake up. Somebody is going to sign a contract with somebody. Let that be you. And I encourage you to talk to people. You guys are the best. See ya. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.